this technology to be safe with no side effects. So if you're looking for a proven solution, call Greenville Mint Clinic today. They have performed over 12,000 treatments with outstanding results and can help you too. Call Greenville Mint Clinic, 864-301-1111. That's 301-1111 or greenvillemintclinic.com. That's greenvillemintclinic.com. Your Clemson football destination. We are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar, where every day is game day. Ben Milstead. That song reflects my mood very well. Mine too. That's uh, Greta Van Fleet went to that concert last night in Greenville. Ooh. How was that? What, scale one to ten. Uh, it was uh, It was about an eight. It was really good. That's good. It was really good. I've, I've been to, I mean, my concert standards are high. I've been to some good ones over the years. But, yeah, they were, they were really good. That's, they're sort of... Uh, Led Zeppelin meets Queen meets some modern rock band. They're, I like they're it. a little bit of a, a little bit of everything. Like he kind of remind me of Freddie Mercury singing Led Zeppelin songs. <laughs> well, that that just broke my brain. Uh, Here, here's a question what? I have. You know, me sitting, there, old man sitting there watching the concert <laughs> last night. What do you all? What do all you people do with the videos that you're shooting on your phone? Because like where I'm sitting, I can see the backs of every you know of everybody's phone, everybody you know holding their phone up. You're never going back and watching those videos, or you might you know you might watch it one time. Lady sitting kind of behind me records every song start to finish, and like I recorded a 12 second clip. I listened to it this morning. Couldn't understand what was going on. It was not representative of the concert at all. If I want to hear them, I'm going to listen to them on Spotify. What do y'all do with those videos? I, all right, this is a trick question because I too. Because you're not watching a concert, you're no. watching the back of your phone. You know what it is? That I'm going to put out a trigger warning. Um, by the way, have you heard that uh, trigger warnings actually, I was listening to somebody talk about this the other day, trigger warnings don't actually help. They actually hurt people's experiences because now you anticipate that something bad is coming. Mm -hmm. So now you're, you're looking to get aggrieved. Now, trigger, so don't be triggered. Yourself. Don't be triggered okay. by what I'm about to say. Okay. Because okay. I wasn't triggered that people were watching. I genuinely was curious. Oh. What do you do with those? Oh, this is not going to trigger you. Okay. This is not going to trigger you at all. Here is my take on I have to I have to film every every place I go. This is the worst part of social media other than like, you know, terrible things that happen like when like depression and suicidal ideation and stuff like that because young people are told that I'm the most important thing and when I'm not getting the type of uh, admiration that I want, then my life is terrible and whatever. Like I I think that's legitimately awful. But here's what it does to our society. It's the side-by-side -side of Jordan shot against the Jazz when he pushed off. Jordan shot against Shut up. Uh, Brian Russell. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to trigger those people, too. Um, versus when LeBron, uh, when LeBron set the record. Now, Ben, I, nobody, ca nobody really cares about 
that LeBron set the record. That's not the main story. Somebody that posts from a concert, it's not about the concert. It's not about appreciating that I'm in the presence of Led Zeppelin. Mm -hmm. The most important thing, and I'm using Led Zeppelin because you just said it. The most important thing is that I was at the Led Zeppelin concert, and I need you to know that I was there. That's what it is. It's I think it's a lack of appreciation for actual greatness, and it's a need for us to be associated with greatness while making ourselves the stars of the show. Mm-hmm. That's what I think that's for. It's not because you want... This is a great song. I hope all my friends can sing along. But you can't post... You can't post a, a five-minute video. You can't post... Can you? I... I guess. Maybe uh, you can. A lot of people try, Ben, especially as the alcohol flows. Mm-hmm. I can tell when people are really deep into the into the beer count when the when the videos get very, very long at concerts. Very, very long. And a lot of like screaming where you can't hear anything but the person filming. Yeah, like I said, I had, you know, twelve seconds. Hey, I was here. It was great. <laughs> uh I and then I watched the rest of the concert. I don't know. It was very good. Not I don't want that to get lost. This it was really good. That's my most. I think that's my most curmudgeonly take on anything. Mm-hmm. Is I feel like I feel like now we are encouraged by social media to make ourselves the stars of the places that we're in instead of appreciating the actual stars of the shows. Yeah, it wasn't so loud that my ears were bleeding. I mean, like I can actually hear today. So that's that's a that's a plus. That is I've, good. You know, like I go watch local bands, and it's I usually end up putting. Uh, napkins in my ears <laughs> oh yeah yeah i don't know like yeah. that's why you don't record because you don't hear anything what uh, no what? no to all the local bands <laughs> like if everybody in the room is uncomfortable with the volume turn it down just a little bit like i love loud music i also like to be able to uh you know feel my brain settling in my skull instead of rattling in my skull true I, um, I, you know what? I would appreciate that. When they're like, can everybody hear me? And everyone goes, what? Then you should probably turn it down because it's too loud. Yeah, you know, it's I not saw too one quiet. recently and he's asking if it's too loud and everybody's saying yes. And he <laughs> doesn't, doesn't, doesn't turn it down. <laughs> okay, let's, sorry. Let's go to Roadrunner Russ who's up with us next. We'll get back to yelling about this discussion. What's up, Russ? What's up, y'all? Doing great, man. Thanks for getting in. Yeah, absolutely. Greta Van Fleet, uh, Greta Van Fleet, great band, man. Um, killer band. Uh, glad you had a good time, Ben. Um, yeah, they're, they're killer, man. Uh, I think it's Josh, Jake, and somebody else, their brothers. But killer band. Um, and the people posting on their phones, it's just all about self-validation. And I was here and I did this. Look at me. And that's, unfortunately, the societal climate these younger kids are in but uh we won't get on the political takes or the musical takes we'll keep it to basketball um quickly on clemson i uh i know i heard bitter ben he and he, he's it's not all about those quad four losses so in, in the past show you know in the press box a couple hours ago i called in and I felt as if a victory against Virginia would be a big enough Band-Aid to cover wounds, old wounds, ugly wounds, enough for the committee to maybe overlook that and not, and not maybe see Clemson as something that they're not. I think the team deserved to be there, at least in the 11-11 playoff. Um, NC State makes a tad bit of sense to me, um, if you look at it. Pitt 
slightly inexplicable. Um, but I, I, it's a combination of, you know, think about it, the, the markets there, Pittsburgh and the town of Clemson. Um, if you're thinking monetarily and fiscally, uh, you're going with Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm not saying that's why the decision was made, but it's definitely a fact to consider. Yeah, Russ, um, but consider that. Uh, this is this is historically one of the best college markets in the nation. It's, it's year better in, than Pittsburgh. Year in year out, uh, this is a top three market for college football. I don't know where it ranks in in basketball. Uh, Pittsburgh doesn't know they have a college there. A lot of times, I mean, it's they've got three enormous pro teams. You're exactly right. They do. They do tend to choose when they decide to realize they actually have a uh, collegiate team that plays in the same field True. as the Steelers. But um, uh, I'm just looking at it from maybe some potentials, trying to take the inexplicability out of the equation and maybe see where they're looking at it. I don't know why Pittsburgh's in the field of 68 and Clemson's not. Uh, this is a Gamecock and a Jayhawk, I, and to me, it just doesn't seem correct. Um. But that, that's my take on Clemson. I think they should be there, and y'all should destroy everyone in the NIT and prove the rest of the nation wrong that we should have been there. It's the only thing you can do. And secondly, um, I want y'all's take on this. I'll take it off the air. Um, the easiest route for a one seed, I think, may be my Jayhawks. Um, I, 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 I'm pretty certain with that, but I'll take y'all's answers off the air. The easiest route for a one seed to get to the final four out of what bracket? Hey, it's a great question, Russ. I appreciate the phone call. Thank you. And I, I do want to address this. Now, I, I will admit, I have done about, I, I wanted to do for the show today, like the five-minute bracket, like just general thoughts. I'm going to get real nerdy tomorrow, um, tomorrow and Wednesday and Thursday and trying to really get into it. As I look at it, here's how I judge difficulty I judge difficulty by if the top four seeds get to the Sweet 16, who has the most favorable matchups? Alabama is in with Arizona, Baylor, and Virginia. Purdue is in with Marquette, Kansas State, and Tennessee. Uh, Houston is in with Texas, Xavier, and Indiana. And Kansas is in with UCLA, Gonzaga, and UConn. And I think the toughest top four seeds are probably, I would say it's probably Houston in the Midwest because I really like Texas, Xavier, and Indiana. Um, I also think the depth of that, I, I just think that's the toughest, I think that's the toughest bracket to begin with, especially since Tennessee's got the injury, uh, the injury to Ziegler and they've taken a little bit of the teeth out of Tennessee as a four seed. Um, I, I kind of think the easiest pass, path is um, is Purdue. And I'm going to say why it's an easier one than Kansas. First of all, UCLA is still very good, even though arguably their, their most valuable defender is out for the year. Gonzaga can score it. UConn is a – I think UConn is a tough matchup for Kansas. In fact, if that's a Sweet 16 matchup, I think that's going to be an absolute war. Marquette, you know this, Chaka Smart hasn't won the first game of a tournament since he was at VCU, I think since they went to the Final Four, he's lost every first game of a tournament. Well, he is Oliver Fernell's 2.0. Uh, he's one of like six <laughs> coaches since 85 that's lost like more than three in a row. And uh, he and Fernell are both say, on there. I say that jokingly. I love Shaka Smart. 
Oh, I do too. But it is but he, interesting. They're both on that. They're both on that. He line. did. He did learn from the best. <laughs> um, Kansas State struggles to score, and uh, they've also struggled a bit outside their own building. I think that's a little bit of a matchup. Uh, you know, certain matchup game to game type deal. And then Tennessee with uh, again was with, with uh, Zakai Ziegler out. I'm just I'm not sure about Tennessee. I'm not. I'm not sure if I can trust them going into a uh, going into a lengthy tournament where they're going to need to be on their A game and they're going to need to score the basketball. I'm. I'm again. I'm just not sure that I can, in good faith and good conscience, trust them to get out of that bracket. So I, I actually think that's the that's the easiest path is for for Purdue. Now I would also note that I think Purdue is. At least one of the two most vulnerable one seeds. I think Houston is very vulnerable, depending on Marcus Sasser's injury. Sasser obviously uh, compromised yesterday, and they lose to Memphis. Memphis wasn't in anybody's bracket till they beat Houston by double digits yesterday. So I think I think there's a very good chance that Houston comes into this tournament less than 100. percent Purdue, though, it's it is going to be about the matchup and who can neutralize Zach Eady and whether their shooters have a a night off. Because we like at this point, the book on Purdue is pretty simple, but it's it's complicated and it's difficult to kind of make that happen. Any thoughts on that, Ben? Again, that's just kind of my that's my first blush take. <laughs> no, on it. I need another day. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I that is my that is my very much uh, first blush, uh, very very general, very very broad look at the brackets. Uh, we'll talk about that more in depth the next couple of days. I'll tell you what, I was gonna I was gonna play some audio and respond to what I think the difference between Clemson and Pitt was in the eyes of the committee. And if you're a Clemson fan, I think it's gonna make your blood boil, but uh, we're gonna do it anyway. Uh, but first, I want to tell you about our friends at Tiger Moving Company. If you go to TigerMovingGreenville.com or email them TigerMoving at gmail.com, uh, they will start you uh, going through the process. Again, when I used Tiger Moving two months ago to help move some stuff out of uh, another home to my current home, I, the process could not have been simpler. Sent an email, gave them some uh, some rough outlines of what to expect, uh, gave them some, there were a few specifics, but mostly it was just, they just asked for general. And then they estimated about how long it was going to take. And they estimated a six-hour job. They were done with that job in just over four hours. And that didn't mean that I paid for five hours or even four and a half hours. They didn't round at all. They charged me from the exact minute they rolled up to the first house to the exact minute that I signed the paperwork at the second house. That's how exact it is. They are trying to make sure that they do right by their customers. I love that. Plus, uh, the Mack truck kept my belongings absolutely locked up tight. It was a phenomenal experience with Tiger Moving. Could not recommend them more. I think they moved every employee at this radio station and they moved the literal radio station. So we would all vouch for Tiger Moving. Again, go to the website, tigermovinggreenville.com. Email them, tigermoving at gmail.com. Make your best move with Tiger Moving. All right, 654 Roars, the number you want to call us. You want to text the Adams and Co. Roofing text line. We're talking brackets primarily here on the show. We got some other stuff, some breaking news in college basketball I'll get to as well. Hour two of the program continues after this. 2008 was an incredible year for me and my family. Not only was it the year that I became head coach at Clemson, but it was also the year that I found the only dealership I need for sales and service. Toyota of Easley is my kind of place. If you are considering the purchase of a new or used vehicle or need your current vehicle serviced or repaired, then I encourage you to go see the winning team at Toyota of Easley. 
Be sure and tell them Dabo sent you. I'm a donut nut. I'm a donut nut. I'm a nut for Krispy Kreme. I'm Glenn Reese with Krispy Kreme Donuts in Anderson and Spartanburg. We're open seven days a week. Pick up some delicious donuts and a cup of coffee. Whether it's our famous glazed or one of our specialty donuts, we have something for everyone at work or at home. Call Spartanburg and Anderson Krispy Kremes. I'm a donut nut, I'm a donut nut, I'm a nut for Krispy Kremes. There are two types of to-dos. To-dos you want to do and to-dos you gotta do. Hopping on your coyote tractor to plow a little patch of heaven on your land is a wanna do. But flossing before the dentist so they don't suspect flossing is a never do, that's a gotta do. For all the to-dos you want to do, check out the many models of hardworking Coyote CS, CX, and CK tractors. For the gotta-dos, well, Godspeed. Coyote, we dig dirt. See BRB Trading Post in Greer or Stack Equipment in Anderson for more information. Every single day in Sports Talk Radio, we talk about the little things. We say, well, that team did the little things well, and that's why they won. Or that team didn't do the little things well, and that's why they lost. Well, your health and wellness is no different. You don't get healthy in a moment with one big choice. You get healthy or unhealthy by making a string of good or bad decisions in little moments along the way. That's the biggest change I've had since I started with PhD weight loss last year. It's not one big thing. It's equipping you to make a bunch of good individual decisions that add up to make a big difference on the scale and a big difference with your overall health. I lost 24 pounds in five weeks. I've kept that weight off and I feel great. That's the beauty of taking care of the little things. That's the difference with PhD weight loss and Dr. Ashley Lucas and her great team that's changing lives all over the country. For more information, go to their website. That's myphdweightloss.com. Learn the basics of name, image, likeness contracts, and how to safely do business with college athletes. Clemson Area Chamber of Commerce hosts another Eggs and Opportunities Breakfast, March 15th from 7.30 to 9, with Jordan Sorrells and Nick Eason, both with Clemson Athletic Football. Join us at the Clemson Indoor Football Facility for this NIL event. The dear old Clemson Collective will be on hand to answer questions about doing NIL the Clemson way. For tickets, call the Clemson Area Chamber at 654-1200. Guys, listen up. Have you been struggling with ED? If so, we have some great news. There is finally a treatment for ED that requires no pills, no injections, and no surgery. This is the latest medical breakthrough for the treatment of erectile dysfunction. Greenville Men's Clinic is proud to offer the most advanced form of acoustic wave therapy, which has been proven to increase blood flow, reverse ED, and increase size. Stop wasting your time with pills that produce side effects and have little to no results. Medical institutions at Cambridge University and Cleveland Clinic have shown this technology to be safe with no side effects. So if you're looking for a proven solution, call Greenville Mint Clinic today. They have performed over 12,000 treatments with outstanding results and can help you too. Call Greenville Mint Clinic, 864-301-1111. That's 301-1111 or GreenvilleMintClinic.com. That's GreenvilleMensClinic.com. Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year, which means... Wait, 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 hold up. Question for the audio engineer. Go ahead. Did I read that right? Discover automatically doubles all your cash back? Yeah, that's what the script says. So if I get a Discover card right now, I can earn twice the cash back. Apparently. Wait! 
Unlimited first-year cashback match, only from Discover. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash match. Gilstrap Roofing has an experienced team that specializes in shingle, metal, and flat roofs for residential, commercial, and industrial customers. Their dedication to complete customer satisfaction is why a large portion of their business comes from repeat customers and referrals. If you need a full-service roofing contractor that has over 80 years of experience and takes pride in top customer satisfaction, Gilstrap Roofing has got you covered. Call for your free roofing estimate today at 269-1232 and online at gilstraproofing.com. Live and local sports talk coming to you from the Upcountry Fiber Studios. This is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Serving the five counties of the South Carolina Upstate, Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. With the largest coverage of any sports talk station in the Upstate, nobody does it better than us. We are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Where every day is game day. Two continues out of bounds. William Pluggenbush, Ben Milstead, live inside the Upcountry Fiber studios. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. 654-ROAR is the number. You know, I got to give a shout-out to Gran. That's my grandma. She texted me at 105, Ben. This is what it says. Don't we need to talk about being number one seed in the NIT and all the games being played at home? And the answer is yes, we do. Yes, we do. Uh, in fact, they're starting on Wednesday with all the games. being out. They will play home games till Vegas. And I know you're excited about potentially going to Vegas. I had forgotten that until the show last night, and I thought, oh, I got to ask Ben about this. Yeah, I was this morning years old when I realized that it's in Vegas and not New York. Is this the first year? I think it is I the think first it is year. the first year. Yeah. yeah. How about that? Uh, more we'll, we'll, the first we'll certainly opponent. hit NIT. Uh, a little bit later on, but it, it is it it will at least be nice to be able to play home games until then. Um, there's some there's some pretty salty teams in their division. You got Michigan and v- Vanderbilt, yes, in Clemson's bracket. So you could uh, you have the potential for a, an enormous game here if you got to make it that far. And you know, as we've seen with NIT. You never know. <laughs> For sure. Oh, man. I mean, the m- motivation levels are all over the place. Uh, I, you know, one team not in the NIT is the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. Quack. Mm. Do you have a quick thought on the very on-brand move to not to go ahead and decline an NIT invite before it's ever made, yeah. or or for players to just to say that after losing at the ACC championship, they're not going to the NIT. You know, any thoughts at all? I I'm gonna be I'm gonna give this a charitable read. Okay, I'm gonna give this a charitable read. I thought that team seemed totally done after they lost in the ACC tournament. I don't think they want to play with each other anymore. I don't think they want to play for Hubert Davis anymore. I'm, I think many of them don't want to play in a North Carolina uniform anymore. I think they just want to move on with their lives. I think this season was that miserable for them. 
And I don't know what stole their joy. I don't know if it was who was sleeping with whose girlfriend. I don't know if it was NIL. I don't know if it was Hubert Davis can't coach. I don't know if it's the hangover of we thought we arrived and we wouldn't have to work hard and instead there was a target on our backs. I don't have any idea about that. But it seemed like a team that didn't really have any fun this year. I don't think it's Hubert. Okay. I don't think it's Hubert. I don't think I don't think Hubert can motivate and push a team the way that he did last year and then all of a sudden lose that and go the opposite direction the next year. That's what I base that on. I, I just don't think that you can do the do the same opposite ends of the spectrum in a twelve month period. Uh I I do think there were there were rumors of significant turmoil in the locker room. Some people discounted that. Uh, there was a lot of a lot of, there was there was a lot of evidence that there was some some things going on between players that there was some internal strife i believe that more than ever and you know when you look at a team and go i just can't put my finger on it and it feels like it's in the locker room and then you hear guys like baycott say i'm not i don't want to play in the nit before that's ever announced it sort of confirms with me that you do have some bad apples in the locker room. Not not saying Baycott necessarily, but as a whole, something was going on there. Something was going on there, and uh, it, and it wasn't good. It held that team back because I, you know, I know we poke at North Carolina all the time. They still should be. They're a better team than what their record. Indicated, and they I mean, could they just have, were well. They could have proven that in the NIT too. Yeah, and they kind of chose not to. Everybody has a different feel on it, a different take on it. Mine is, and I don't know if I'm right or not. Mine is, it's disgraceful to turn down an opportunity to keep playing. You know what I thought that they probably could have done, and I don't know that Hubert Davis has enough will in the locker room. I, one of the great benefits, I think, to Clemson going to the NIT is that there's more of an opportunity. It's kind of like what we say in bowl games now when people opting out and stuff like that, that at the very least, you get your young guys more mm-hmm. practice. You get your young guys opportunities in some games. Yeah, you, pretty you opted stress. out. You just opted out. Yeah, and and North Carolina's young players got almost no opportunities this year because Caleb Love was too busy dribbling the air out of the ball. I mean, Armando Baycott barely got any opportunities because Caleb Love was dribbling the air out of the ball this year. They, I can't imagine those young guys developed one iota. Not to any discernible degree this year because they didn't get any opportunities in games. So now they definitely don't get any opportunities in games, even a few more practices to be able to do this. They're just not, they're just not playing anymore. And you better hope that your offseason program is pretty good because I, I can't imagine Caleb Love's coming back. Is Caleb Love done? I don't even know eligibility-wise. It seems like he's been there forever. Baycott's not coming back. You got R.J. Davis in there. Like, Pete Nance ain't coming back. This is – the freshmen going to lead the charge next year, and they just don't – they just don't care. I mean, the locker room's so irrevocably blo- broken, they don't they don't care about that element of things. Yeah. It's just funny. I mean, and I've got, I've got some North Carolina fans that I, I love. I mean, they're good, good friends. couple – a couple of my my favorite callers to the to the station are North Carolina fans. Honestly, I mean, 
But <laughs> but when you get poked fun at all these years of thinking that you're you know you're pinky in the air and you're an elitist school and then you pull that, <laughs> are you like thank you? Here's here's what I didn't understand. Okay, here's the part that I didn't understand about it. I understand that North Carolina is may see itself as above the NIT as an institution. When you've hung enough Final Four banners, it's kind of like being above the Cheez-It Bowl. Yeah. Now, we know the Cheez-It Bowl's better. There were there were a lot of the Clemson fans that when they played Iowa State that thought that Clemson was sort of above the Cheez-It Bowl. Understand, mm-hmm. Clemson still played in the game. Maybe fans didn't think it was that big a deal, but Clemson still played in the game. And I, I, I get it. And the NIT to the NCAA, is that's, that's a bigger margin maybe than – I get your point. But it is a bit presumptuous before the field is released to put out a statement. And here's where I'm going to be a little bit gracious and say I don't think they meant to put it out. I think they were saving it and they were going to put it out later, like maybe even around the time the selection show was. I don't think that was supposed to go out right after the select the NCA selection show and like three hours before the NIT selection show. I don't think that was the case, and here's why. They, they posted the statement from North Carolina with Hubert Davis basically saying it's, you know, they, they, they've got, uh, you know, they've, they've had a, a season. It had a lot of issues. They had a lot of conferences, proud of the team, whatever. But, uh, but they, they're, they're not going to continue is basically what they said. And maybe they made that decision because they declined the NIT. When they called them, the NIT called them and they said, no, we're, we're not. We're not going to play. But they posted that statement, and then they deleted the statement. And when they posted and deleted it, they reposted it a few minutes later. And I, I didn't see that there were, like, any gaffes or any typos or anything discernibly different in the statements. I think this is what happened. I think that was supposed to go out later. Somebody, don't know who it was, somebody jumped the gun and posted it too early. That person got yelled at. They took it down, and then they realized everybody's seen it. We might as well just go ahead and post it rather than waiting three hours. Let's just go ahead and get it out of the way. Everybody knows it's out there now. Everybody screenshotted it. So I think that's what happened. I, I, that's my theory anyway. Yeah, but, I mean, th- you might be right, but when you know that you're – when you see that you're projected as first four out and you're North Carolina, you know that you're getting in the NIT. Right. And you're probably going to be a one seed. And you're probably hosting a bunch of games. Yeah. Uh, remember when Kentucky was in the NIT the year after they won a national championship? Remember that? Kentucky wasn't above the NIT. But they, they lost at, like, Vermont or something, right? That, didn't they go to Ver- That was, like, after Anthony Davis and all those guys went, mm-hmm. went pro. Or maybe it was right before. I can't remember. Uh, yeah, they they had guys not – they they – they used it as a training ground for the next year's team. That's right. And they ended up doing well the next year, as I recall. North Carolina not going to get that chance. Uh, let's go to Tar Heel Chad, who's over this next. I'm sure with thoughts on Chad, this. Chad, don't be mad at me. You're one of my favorites, man. I, I feel bad sometimes talking about Tar Heels because of you. That's the honest and <laughs> God truth. Hey, hey, look. So, first of all, let me go back. The decision was made at the shoot-around, I think, on Saturday. After the ACC tournament loss, they had to shoot around just to kind of stay, uh, I don't know, in shape is not the right word, but you know what I'm talking about, just in case they made the tournament. So players voted, 
I don't think they had enough people to even play a game. That tells you anything from foreshadowing to what's to come. So that's one thing. Having said that, I was totally against not playing, considering Roy Williams uh, played in 2010 after the 09 championships. Matter of fact, we went to the finals in New York and lost to Dayton, uh, where the players didn't want to play then. He basically said, you either play or leave, essentially. So that's one thing. The second thing, with the portal and the way things are now, if you are going to have a complete roster turnover, meaning when I say that, I mean five-plus like defections, I think it's wise not to play because they got to rebuild the team through the portal because he's got two really good classes coming in this year and especially the 2024 class. So if you look at it from that perspective, knowing that you're going to have team meetings this week and you're, you expect a lot of turnover, a lot of your own players going to the portal, love going pro. Uh, what's weird, the two players that are more likely to come back out of all are R.J. Davis and Baycott for his fifth COVID year. So watch for that. So Interesting. I'll just kind of, that's, yeah, I'll leave you kind of. Not with that. It's been a frustrating year. And, look, I'm going to be honest with you. Clemson should be mad as hell at UNC. Here's why. If UNC is remotely close to what we thought they were going to be, let's say a top 10, top 15 all year, Clemson gets in the tournament. Huh. With their record. Yep. Because the league is looked at totally different. I agree with that. Well, and I, I so, also anyway, think I, I think there's some of that. And, Chad, I appreciate the phone call. Thanks very much. Yeah, man. Take care. Absolutely. I, I think some of that is true, that because Duke took a long time to get going and because North Carolina is the way that they are, the league is just going to be it's just going to be downgraded in the eyes of many people. Uh, let's go to John before we take our next break. What's up, John? Hey. Hey, thanks for getting me on. Yes, now, sir. i got to tell you, I'm biased. I'm a Clemson fan. My blood runs orange. But having said that, when Jay Billis, a Duke player and announcer, says if Clemson, if North Carolina had the same record Clemson had, they'd be in, and all the other people on the bracket show said Clemson should be in, they should have been in. Second, second point I want to make right quick. Reese Davis talked to this commissioner, whoever chaired the committee, and he asked him to comment on the bubble teams, and he specifically said one of them being Oklahoma State, I think he said Dayton, I'm sure he said Clemson because I was sitting there listening to it. The guy commented on Oklahoma State. He commented on Dayton. Never said a word about Clemson. I think he knew that he that he should have been in. Then the third thing I want to say before I hang up is I'm kind of a conspiracy theorist. Do you remember when we played, not when we hit the, the Sweet 16, but when we had to go to Dayton to play a play-in game on a on a Tuesday night, we played the late game and turned around and they sent us out west on a Thursday to play the early game. Yes. That's just a – guys, that's crazy. Nobody with any common sense would have done that unless they just don't like you. Interesting, I'll John. i off the air. That, that, is, that is interesting. I appreciate the phone call. Thanks very much. It certainly is an element that people don't remember, that they were so unfairly treated in that first four back in Brownell's first season. All right, let's take a break and we come back. I want to play that audio because he mentioned Jay Billis. I want to go to that and go to Dick Vitale's comments and talk about the one reason they would put Pitt in over Clemson and why it should make Clemson fans furious. Stay with us. Hour 2 continues next. We've all been there, rushing to the restroom in a public place, and bam, you're hit with that out-of-order sign. 
Business owners know this story all too well. Don't let this be your patron's problem. Leave it to the plumbing experts. Timing is everything in the business world, and you don't want to lose business because your customers can't do theirs. Call the plumbing experts for maintenance or unexpected plumbing issues. They've got your back. Visit theplumbingexperts.com to schedule your next appointment. Moving out of state or across town, College Hunks Moving has all your moving and packing service needs covered. Decluttering your home, hauling away a pile of yard debris, or getting rid of that old hot tub. Call College Hunks Hauling Junk. We're a family-owned local business that services Greenville, Anderson, Pickens, and Oconee Counties. Call College Hunks Hauling Junk and Moving of Greenville at 864-772-9242 or visit us online at collegehunkshaulingjunk.com. Standing water or that musty smell in your basement can be a sign of major problems. Canty Foundation Specialists are your local experts in basement waterproofing and crawl space repair. Call us today for a free estimate. Canty can fix it. Call the local experts for a free estimate. Call Canty Foundation Specialist at 864-403-5263 and ask about transferable warranties and available financing. That's 864-403-5263 or online at cantycanfixit.com. Hey guys, did you go up a pant size or two this winter? It's time to shed that winter weight with a semaglutide weight loss plan from Low Country Mail. Semaglutide reduces your food cravings, lowers your A1C, and allows you to lose weight with little to no dietary restrictions or exercise. All of our weight loss and testosterone plans include primary care, labs, medication, and much, much more. No long-term contracts, straightforward monthly pricing, proven results. Make man men again. LowCountryMail.com. Gary Mahaffey here with Insurance for Seniors and Disabled. First, let me thank all the WCCP listeners for making annual enrollment very special for me and my coworkers this year. Are you turning 65 in 2023? If so, you may be pondering your Medicare options. Many people feel like this is not important if they are working on and remaining on their company plan. Even if this is the ultimate outcome, I recommend that you look at all options for meeting your healthcare needs. If I can assist you in this somewhat confusing process, please call me at 864-307-8484 today. And please remember, my services always come free to you and that I will shepherd you through Medicare in the unlikely event that I do not represent a company or specific plan that you're interested in. So again, please call today at 864-307-8484. A Clemson original. The Tiger Sports Shop has been the number one destination for Tiger gear, apparel, and gifts since 1974. The Tiger Sports Shop helps you wear your Clemson pride on your sleeves. We are your excuse for a visit to Clemson. The Tiger Sports Shop, born out of necessity, fueled by passion. We are the place for all Clemson gear and merchandise and still family run. Open 24-7 at tigersports.com and with locations at 364 College Ave and 1102 Tiger Boulevard. You can get the gear you need. Pinnacle Veterinary Group takes a proactive, progressive approach to individualized medicine aimed to keep your pet healthier longer. Being locally owned and a private practice, they utilize low-stress techniques and fear-reducing strategies for every patient. Their facility is equipped to care for your pet for whatever health issues they may have or any testing that needs to be done. The first and only practice achieving AHA accreditation in Pickens County. Call 624-8824 or online pinnacleveterinarygroup.com. 
Tune in each Monday at 1225 on Out of Bounds for an exclusive interview with Clemson softball head coach John Rittman all season long. Only on The Roar, where every day is game day. Trucks cost less than Traveler's Rest, and our friends at George Coleman Ford have brand new F-150s in stock awaiting you. It's been quite a while since I could say that, so act now and take advantage. In the 23 model, F-150 has interest rate specials as low as 0% for 36 months through Ford Motor Credit. Good through April 3rd with approved credit over 90 years doing business right, spanning four generations. George Coleman Ford, the very best right there in Traveler's Rest. With the largest coverage of any sports talk station in the upstate, nobody does it better than us. No, I said nobody. No, really. Know someone better? They don't exist. We are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar, where every day is game day. Bush, live with you here inside the Upcountry Fiber Studios. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. All right, we're talking about North Carolina. And here's where, you know, we took a couple of sides there. I want to get back to the question that was asked at the top of the hour uh, by a caller who asked, what is the main difference? And this, I believe it was Scott that asked this one. What is the main difference between... Pitt and Clemson. Now, I would argue that NC State and Clemson were generally peers this year. But it's also true what Scott was saying, that if you look at some of the metrics, again, this is just a few of them. NC State was plus 15 in the net. They were plus 9 in Ken Palm. They were plus 8 in the BPI, plus 5 in Sagarin. And they were plus 17 in strength of record. Okay. So that's the the efficiency-based sort of predictive metrics and some of the resume-based metrics. And by the way, yeah, I, I said about the net, 45 to 60. So you could make the argument that NC State was a better team than Clemson, just generally a better team. But then you would have to explain why Clemson beat the breaks off NC State three times by more than 20 points on the average and beat them twice in the last month of the season by 20-plus, both on a neutral floor and on the road. The closest margin was back the same day as Clemson's bowl game when they played at home. So you got to try to square that. And I guess you could by saying that NC State maybe just matches up poorly with Clemson and only, now this is crazy, only seven other teams on NC State's schedule beat them. They just happened to see Clemson three times. I can almost work around that, even though I think NC State and Clemson were peers. And it doesn't mean that I don't think NC State had better numbers than Clemson. I just think they had slightly better numbers. That, for instance, you could also point out that Clemson had four quad one wins to NC State's one with only one more opportunity. That Clemson was seven and six in quads, quad one and quad two, and NC State was eight and ten. If we're saying that quality games, quality wins matter, if we're saying that playing a quality schedule matters, 
Look at the non-conference strength of schedule for NC State, 246, Clemson 333. I've said that NC State's non-conference strength of schedule is bad and Clemson's schedule is bad, and I don't care how bad it looks. Bad is bad is bad is bad. And about half of the teams on your schedule that you put on there, if they're, well, I'll say about half the teams in the country, if you draw a line dead down the middle of the net ratings, and I think it's 181 and a half would be the line down the middle of teams in college basketball. And you got the top 181 teams and the bottom 182 teams or the top 182 and the bottom 180, whatever it is. I think everybody in that bottom half are you ought to beat them. But I'm supposed to believe that the teams from 181 to 200 are like the right kind of quality wins? That That's the difference. And to me, that's the only reason why, to Scott's point, now I disagree with Scott's point about NC State. I still think NC State and Clemson were peers. John Hyatt stepped in momentarily. John, do you agree with my assertion? Please tell me if you don't. Do you agree with my assertion that NC State and Clemson are peers? Yeah, they're peers, and I also agree with the point that you made that in the last month, Clemson whooped up on them, too. Okay, so if they're peers, again, you I'm, like you can try to argue that Clemson's not a peer of NC State, and that's fine. But if they're peers, then that's when you should go to things like head-to-head. Right, yeah. Okay. Totally agree with you there. And it doesn't mean that NC State didn't have a slight edge in those things. It just means that they're pretty close. And also, there's this big old trump card that Clemson can play where they smacked them three times. Right. They didn't win by one, two, and three. They smacked them. To the pit point, this is where it gets dicey, though. Because Pitt made made uh, the uh, first four. They're going to Dayton. They're playing Mississippi State in a game that I think should be pretty good. And Pitt's probably going to be an underdog. So if you like Pitt, you could probably take him on the money line for a nice little payout. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a pick if I have one tomorrow. That's a pretty – it's just an interesting matchup. I just think Pitt's going to end up getting three or four points in that game. And if that happens, there might be some value on that side of it. However – Clemson is plus 7 in the net, plus 13 in Ken Palm, plus 13 in BPI, plus 8 in Sagarin. Exact same record, quad 1. Exact same number of wins in quad 2. They are minus 6 in strength of record, but again, that's not minus 17 like they were to NC State. There is no argument that, that Clemson and Pittsburgh are not peers. There can't be. Because Clemson's got metrics and numbers that are better than Pittsburgh. Here's where the difference is. And again, this really makes me angry. Because you, John, John, the last caller said he's kind of a conspiracy theorist. Kind of a conspiracy theorist. I'm kind theorist. of a conspiracy theorist too, so okay. that works. Plays well. I want, I want you to hear what some of ESPN's commentators said. Now, this is, in the, this is on the panel when they're talking about teams that should and should not have made the tournament. And Reese Davis is having a discussion with Jay Billis and LaFonso Ellis and Seth Greenberg last night. Listen to a couple of minutes of how this went when they started talking about who should be out and who should be in. Among those eight teams, knowing that you're taking four of them, what would you change, Seth? I'd take Nevada out, and I'd probably take Arizona State out. And play, replace them with whom? I'd replace them with Rutgers and Clemson, off the top of my head. Jay? I'd replace them with Oklahoma State and Clemson. Yeah, Oklahoma State, because of the conference that they're playing in and the number of quad one wins that they've had. Uh, Oklahoma uh, for Arizona, 
and Clemson for Nevada. You know what the crazy thing about that? I think the Big 12 is the hardest the hardest conference to look at and evaluate. evaluate yeah. Because, say, hey, look, we understand it's the best conference of college mm-hmm. basketball. Games aren't games, they're events. But having said that, you're putting in teams that are like 6 and 12 yeah. in league play. So, I mean, like, I understand how good and how competitive and how tough the conference is, and you've got to play really well to win and how physical it is and all that. Mm-hmm. But you also got to win games. I get that. What I don't get is the Clemson thing if, they, if people want to talk about their non-conference schedule. And they're saying, well, they're ranked this in non-conference schedule. So what? It's the total body of work. How many times do they tell us it's total body of work? So what difference does it make where the games fall, whether they came in conference or out of conference? If your total body of work is good enough, and I believe that Clemson's was good enough. But, but this, you know, like Dick's point about common sense, I think it comes down to which teams do you think are better? That's the point. Are the 35 best teams or 34 best teams after the automatic qualifiers are in? Mm-hmm. And now look, if you can't decide between two teams, you think they're equal as to which team is better, mm-hmm. and then you have to go to the paper and start, start saying, okay, this factor, that factor, this, this one wins. I get that. But, but it's not this close with regard to who's better. And, and, and I'm sensitive to the whole we beat NC State three times thing because I think that's fair. I think head-to-head's mm-hmm. a big, big factor. All right, so a couple things on that. First of all, in the first half, notice that all three of those analysts picked Clemson. Two of them picked Oklahoma State. One of them picked Rutgers. When I was doing my bracket, when I was trying to figure out who should get in and not, again, not trying to see what the committee would do, but trying to see what William Quagamush would do, looking at as raw as raw as the data can be in front of me, I was more on Seth Greenberg's line of thinking that I felt like Arizona State and Nevada should have been out. And I felt like Rutgers and Clemson should have been in. That's me. Uh, again, if Pittsburgh's in, I think Clemson's got to be in. So there, there was unanimous. Now, again, that's only three analysts, but those are three pretty prominent voices in the sport. To Jay Bills' second point, though, the point he made about the non-conference strength of schedule. I, I've been told, and I, I've said this to people, the non-conference strength of schedule looks bad. If you've been listening to this show for weeks and months, you know that I've been saying the non-conference strength of schedule looks bad. In fact, to some people, to some committee members, it might have been prohibitive. Iman Brennan from The Athletic has made the point on his bubble watch that uh, you almost have to try to get a strength of schedule that bad. Now, I would argue that when your when you're rival that you have to play every year is a trash heap, when you schedule Loyola on a neutral floor and they just happen to change leagues and win nine games... Like, I talked to somebody last week that said if Loyola had just stayed in the Horizon League, they would be a qual- at, at, at worst a quad three win for, or quad three loss for Clemson. At worst, probably a quad two loss for Clemson. How has how the schedule changed then? Again, you can, you can parse through everybody's strength of schedule and say, what if this, what if that. My biggest what if, as I said earlier in the show and I'll continue to say, is what if they beat Iowa and play TCU as opposed to the Cal game. The that Cal was game, our big point this morning on the press box. The Cal yeah. game kills you. You could argue that none of the bad losses were more damaging to Clemson than the Iowa loss. The Iowa loss kills you because we're told that Cal is worse than a quad three team, which maybe they are. They won three games and fired their coach. And so, look, some of it is you, you, you roll the dice a little bit with Bellerman and it didn't work. Uh, Towson was supposedly the best team in uh, in the CAA, and they finished third behind Hofstra and Charleston. 
You scheduled the Citadel. You tried to balance quality opponents with also free wins. Everybody is doing that. Everybody is. That's why you play the Citadel and not Furman, because you're thinking that shock of all shocks, it might be more important to, to make sure you get some wins in there. You don't want to be playing perilous, especially you don't know how good you're going to be. You don't know. So you're trying to set yourself up for success because you're thinking if, if we can just get through with mostly wins and a couple of quality wins over some opponents in the non-conference, and then we move on to conference, our conference is going to help us. That's what people will say. But Jay Billis is saying it doesn't matter. Talk about Clemson's non-conference training schedule. It doesn't matter because we're told us about the whole body of work. Here's the, here's the big issue, and this is where I really have a problem. You want to know what the difference is between Clemson and Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh's non-conference strength of schedule was 144. Clemson's non-conference strength of schedule was 333. North Carolina's non-conference strength of schedule, a team that not a single basketball analyst said deserved to be in a tournament. When every basketball analyst says that Clemson deserves to be in a tournament, every single one is saying Clemson, including some we're going to play for you in the next segment. Every single analyst says Clemson's a tournament team and not a single peep from anybody about North Carolina. In fact, I heard lots of folks say North Carolina's done, and they never were an NCAA tournament team. They never were. They weren't in November, and they weren't in December, and they weren't in January, and they weren't in February, and we doggone sure don't think they are in March. Not a single analyst is coming out for North Carolina, and yet North Carolina ends up above Clemson off the bubble. Now, why is that exactly? Why is that? Could it be that the only thing that matters, people are talking about the name on the jersey, I think the name on the jersey gets you into uh, elite gyms. It gets you into elite invitationals. It gets you into elite things. You, you know what? You know what is true about elite uh, uh, preseason tournaments and elite non-conference tournaments? ESPN picks those up. CBS picks up those games. They draw eyeballs. They pull numbers. North Carolina's non-conference strength to schedule was 16. They didn't beat a soul, but their non-conference strength of schedule was 16. Here's what the committee's doing. And this is where I'm about, I'm telling you, I'm fired up right now. Because if the committee is going to reward Pittsburgh over Clemson, and if the committee is going to reward North Carolina over Clemson, then the only thing the committee is doing is they are rewarding people that played tough games. Why is that? They schedule tough games. It doesn't even matter what games you played. It doesn't matter what you want. You had to schedule tough games in a non-conference. And could it be that the committee is double-minded on this? Could it be that the committee is not actually interested in finding the best resumes? Could it be that the committee is not interested only in putting the best teams in the tournament? Could it be that the committee is also interested in punishing? Could it be that the committee is interested in punishing teams that don't play in games that people want to watch, whether it's your fault or not, whether Nike loves you or not, whether the preseason NIT likes you or not, whether Maui likes you or not, doesn't matter, but you played in the gym, you played in the game. Could it be that the committee is interested in making sure that college basketball's ratings are good so they want to incentivize people to play difficult non-conference schedules? Again, doesn't matter if you win the games, just play them. Because if you play them, then the ratings are high. Could it be that that is actually a perverse incentive that keeps a deserving team that every basketball person thinks is deserving out of the tournament like Clemson, and it puts them behind a team like North Carolina, then not a single soul who watches the games, who gives a doggone what's happening, or has any clue whatsoever what happens. Why are they ahead of Clemson? It's because the committee might try to protect TV ratings more than they like to put the best teams in the bracket. 
Hour three is next. Stay with us. WCCP FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville, Anderson, WAHT AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5.